All right, so we have been, for the last three episodes, opening the can of worms. <laughs> it's not a can of worms, but eternity. It could be worms, where there are worms yeah, I mean, never die, and yeah, weeping yeah. and gnashing of teeth, and but the, the can of eternity, and... <laughs> Maybe can is a bad... Me- anyway, we've been opening the idea, the conversation... <laughs> <laughs> of eternity and that we will not end we will not be annihilated we're going to have some sort of future that will go on and on and on and on and, and it's going to be exciting unless you're in the bad place but we've talked about the bad place hell we've talked about the good place last week this week we say so what so what yep. um what is the what should we do with all of those things are they just kind of well well we don't really know the Bible kind of talks about it, but interpretations vary. So do we just put it aside or is it something that should actually change the way we live? And I think scripture has a lot yep. to say about that, but your first thoughts on the so what of eternity and heaven and hell. Yep. Yeah, it's it's always the question. I remember when I was a college pastor, it was always this question of, well, if we're saved and we're to be with Jesus forever, why are we still here? Yeah. You know, they, they would ask that question and that's where you go. That is a very important question to answer. Mm-hmm. Why are we here? You know, and that's where it's like, we are here to interrupt those who are on the path to hell, living in hell to declare a message of salvation and rescue and redemption mm-hmm. Through that, so ultimately, like it's the um, Philippians three verse of um, our citizenship is in heaven, and then connecting what Paul says in Corinth that we're ambassadors of God. Like our home is in heaven, and I'm here on this earth as an ambassador from heaven, appealing to others to be reconciled to God. You know that's why we're here. So it does matter. Um, on both sides. So it's like, it matters on the side of those who are in the living hell in that. I'm just using that phrase because it's the phrase we've been using to try to, to, for them to see Jesus, to, to have the opportunity to say yes and to become a new creation. And for us to join God on mission of building that kingdom here and now to help others to meet, know, and follow Jesus as it were. So like, mm-hmm. that's it. Cause otherwise as a Christian is like, it could be really kind of, well, this is kind of pointless. Yeah. If the future is to be with him, like, why am I here? You know? Well, yeah. And the book of Acts opens with that, those feelings on display, even though they're not laid out directly, the, they're all staring up into the sky and this is awesome. You rose from the dead. He's been hanging out with them for 40 days. He's yeah. been appearing to hundreds of people and now you're leaving. And I think there's this, well, now what do we do? What are we supposed to do? Yeah. <laughs> what are we supposed to do with this? That's he, he's, what do you, you know, the angels, what do they say? Hey, the same Jesus that you just saw leave will return in the same way. And I think yeah. you could make a case for to the same spot. Um, right there on the Mount of Olives, which we've stood on. It, it's pretty powerful to think about. I've actually stood yep. there and looked up into the sky. Um, I used to do this with my kids um, when they were babies and I could hold them. <laughs> I could probably hold them now, but I'd fall. Um, but I, we would look up in the sky and I would point and I would say, one day we're going to see the sky split open 
and Jesus is going to return. And if we're not here, we'll still see it because we'll have a front row seat, those verses that talk about that we'll, we'll all be caught up. So either we're coming back with him for the moment or we're we're there to witness it. But the reality stands, we are here and yep. we're supposed to be doing something. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's go back to Acts 1 and just jumping back a little bit further, you know, and even the disciples, I think, ask the same question we tend to ask, like, are you now going to do it? Are you now going to bring it all to completion? <laughs> Is it? Yeah, like, let's come, go. Come on. You know, and, and he's just like, no, don't worry about that. That's not for you to know, you know, but mm -hmm. here's what I am telling you, like the spirit's going to come and you're going to receive power and here's the purpose. You're going to be my witnesses, yeah. you, you know? So, and then like, that's my favorite part of the whole angels thing. They're just staring up at the clouds and I love it. It's like, mm -hmm. why are you looking up there? Like, didn't he just tell you, you know? And I think we get stuck in that, that spot yeah. of like, when are you coming? Is it no? You know, and we forget the fact that he is patient, not wanting any to perish, yes. you know, and he, he wants to rescue and, and for us to join him in mm -hmm. that area to use who we are as new creation, salt and light to, to rescue um, a world that's heading in one, one trajectory. Yeah. That I am motivated by Acts 17, um, especially in recent years with the difficulties of COVID and the division over the election and just the tribalism that seems to only be increasing. And when we think about eternity, there is that part of us that wants just get it over with, Lord. Can we just be with you? Can we just do it? And you just said it. Why not? People. People. Mm -hmm. there, there are people still alive and people yet to be born who need to have the opportunity to experience Jesus. And Acts 17 says, you know, from one man, he created every person on the earth and determined the times they would live and the boundaries of where they would live so that they might perhaps reach for him and find him. And he yeah. is not far from us. And so whenever I hear people say, it's going to be so bad for your kids or our kids, like this country, this world, everything's so bad. I, I immediately think of Acts 17 and I want to say, don't say that. Don't yeah. say that. They have been born to use the Esther passage for such a time as this, for this time, God decided yeah of all the times that they could live and the places they could live, even if it is in Minnesota yeah. when it's already snowing in October, this is the place where you can reach. Brother. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't say it. Brother. This is the place though in the time that for my kids and your kids and all of the people that are around us, you have been perfectly placed so that you can know and experience the love of God that's why he hasn't completed this whole thing yet. That's why we're not yeah. out of here. Yeah. Dude, just just so you know, you didn't see it. I had a coat on, <laughs> a vest on, and a long sleeve on. You guys are you're in the 40s? 40 degrees. Oh, no. But it's but it's going up to 50. <laughs> it's going to be 59. Okay. But, dude, I we had frost on our windshield this morning. Oh, my goodness. Get out your – like, Snow suits. I, I, I was freezing <laughs> cold, dude. So, anywho. And no. see, Brandon is a longtime Midwest, Wisconsin, Minnesota boy who uh, has now acclimated to Austin, 100%. Texas. And he 100%. can't even he can't even see no. what real cold is anymore. 
No, no. <laughs> Why else are we here? If it, if we are, well, obviously we're to be talking to people about Jesus. Um, but there's also a something inferred and even directly stated about being citizens of a kingdom. Uh, going back to our truth that we've both discovered and believe about eternity starting now, we represent Him. And so we represent him not in just that, hey, by the way, this is to come. We represent Jesus now, his kingdom. Let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. That's not just a throwaway prayer for just do it, just say it until we finally get to heaven because heaven will be great. Like knowing that heaven and earth are going to join, this is dress rehearsal. Yeah, This is dress rehearsal for the big show the fulfillment, but it doesn't mean dress rehearsal doesn't matter. It's important. Whenever you um, did something to the least of these, you did it to me. That's not a throwaway passage either. So obviously sharing with people about the life, death and resurrection of Jesus and how they need to be made right with him in relationship. But what else are we supposed to be doing as we represent eternity here? Yeah. I, I, it's hard to like go bullet point one, two, three on that. Cause I think there's so many pieces that are like kind of layered. So one of the things um, I think I believe scriptures allude to, even though it doesn't say like straight up, but it definitely alludes to it about like thirsting and hungering after God longing and having those mm-hmm. desires fulfilled in him, like not only gives us a longing for what's to come, but it also actually it compels us to want to represent him well. Yes. You, you know, so I think there's there's a beauty in in our longing, in our satisfaction, and enjoyment in him, in that process of getting to know him that actually gives us greater strength to be his witnesses. I think that's mm-hmm. definitely part and parcel of that. But I, I would also say there's another layer of like, for instance, if you go to um, – Matthew six, or even some of the parables that talk about these things, um, about like store up for yourself mm-hmm. treasures, treasures in heaven. You're like, okay, well, what, what is, what is that? that? So there's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there's, there's some sort of like ROI scenario here on earth that carries over. It, wait, into wait, finance that, term, return on investment. That's, yeah. I just think right, about it for yeah. a you, you know, ROI. just like in, in your own life. You, you know, like your time, how you serve, you yeah. know, it's like those things somehow are going to be part of the economy of the kingdom of heaven. Hmm. You, you know, so it's like, we don't know, but what we do know is that we're told to do this, mm-hmm. even though we don't fully understand. And so, um, yeah, so like, that's one piece that I would definitely say there. Um, yeah. But it's it's hard to, Yeah. We know in part, we love in part, we experience in part, and I think all of that gives us a longing and a desire for, you know, um, I have a hard time when people say like, you know, what you do now is worship training for them. I'm like, ah, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I don't know if I need to Then we're be back trained. to I'm, the unending worship service. Yeah. But like, even so, I'm like, I'm pretty sure Jesus is sufficient that if I see him, I will worship him. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't need, I don't need training in how to do that. Like yeah. if I see him, that should just be so. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm not entirely sure what you're alluding to. So I'm going to ask the question you're trying to tease me. What would you say? <laughs> of what we should be doing? Yes. Um, <laughs> or this what is else very, or why? This is, I would say it's also pretty new in my walk with Jesus because when it comes to things like um, believing that heaven is going to join the current earth, I was definitely, not because of any study or any well-formed <laughs> conviction or opinions, I was totally parroting what I'd heard my whole life. I was of the opinion uh, when Peter talks about things being burned up, that this is all going to burn. This is all going to burn, mm. and it's not a, and it's not what he's talking. That's not what he's saying. That, that's not in scripture. We talked about this in our hell episode when he talks about fire and burning. It doesn't always mean to wipe something out or that it's hot. It can mean that it's consumed, that it's transformed. It's transformed into something that cannot be what it was before. And so there's this idea that even just caring about the dirt that I walk on and the creation that God is giving, stewarding um, our world and stewarding the people in it is important. And that it's, you know, I don't want to stand before the Lord one day and hear him say, hey, why were you just such a slob when it came to taking care of creation. Why didn't you, why didn't you care about that? I know you, you know, had issues with whoever's political opinion and you kept thinking that that was joining some, but why, why not? Why not yep. care about the creation? So that would be one part is just to say, caring about what God cares about and what God made and, yep. you know, putting effort into taking care of things. So there's one, does that bring some thoughts? Oh, you still want me to to fill in the blank? I was <laughs> no, hoping you fill that, in the blank. You you have a certain way that you breathe when you're about to say something. Oh no, no, no! I was just gonna <laughs> like, I was just gonna add on like the the odd verse that I've always went. This is oddly placed. Mm -hmm. Romans eight, where all of creation groans, yeah, for the sons of man to be revealed. I'm always right. like, uh. Yeah. That's an odd placement in Romans 8. You know, I mean, it's like the whole treatise of grace and salvation mm -hmm. and no condemnation for those who are Christ Jesus. And then getting into the Holy Spirit and we get this glimpse into the creation. Yeah. You're just like, what, what, what is that? And like, yeah. how does that play into even here and now? Um, yeah. So, like, I practically, this is weird, a weird mm -hmm. thing, but I'm actually kind of like, Lord, thank you for putting this on my heart to do this. Yeah. Years ago, years ago, I think it was like within the first like six months of being a believer, like if I see trash, not perfectly, but if I see trash yeah. around me outside, I will literally just pick it up and throw it away. Yeah. And my kids now say they're like, dad, that's so gross. I'm like, well, it's, this is the right thing. And you yeah. know, it's serving the Lord and whatever. And it's just yeah. like, whether then you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God and including yeah. taking care of the space, leave it better than you found it. You've heard that when your parents oh, yeah. would say that one. Yeah. 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 I, you know, you talk about the earth, um, groaning and crying out. Um, I found some, a couple of articles, this is a long time ago, but one was, um, deep underwater recordings of glaciers, um, mm. colliding and hitting each other. And they realized that the sounds they were making were chords, musical chords. Oh, crazy. 
Oh my gosh. And then another one, this guy did some studies on, he actually mapped out when somebody had cancer or they had something in their body, he mapped out the cell structure um, of DNA to notes in music. Um, and I read this one in a guy's book years ago, but basically took um, those notes that were mapped out to DNA and mapped them out to musical notes. And one of them was, I think to Beethoven's hmm. fifth. Dun, dun, oh dun, 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 Like, and he was dying at that point. And I think if I, if I've messed that up, if somebody Jeez. else knows that I'll see if I can find that source, but there's so much more going on in us oh, and in our world, in our bodies that are longing to be, fulfilled is it first john we don't know what we will yet be. yeah yeah but it's i think i think you know and even i don't think it's just a nod or a metaphor that when jesus says these rocks will cry out if you don't or creation sings it you know it declares the glory of god i think it's it's speaking it's speaking beautifully and well and actually it's something we can learn from is that it always does what it's supposed to do as well yeah. We're the only created beings that decide to do something else. The rest of creation stays right in line with the design of what it's supposed to do and actually declares the glory of God and then also cries out for the fact that they're not it's not complete. Um yeah. so yeah, there's so, there's something there. So within that line of thinking, like so it's like the creation is feeling the effect of our rebellion. Yes. And so because of our decision, we were supposed to steward the creation, the garden, mm -hmm. that now it they're feeling the effect of the fall and they can't fulfill their own purpose to always declare the glory of God because, yeah. you know, drought, death, disease, all the mm -hmm. stuff that affects nature, you know, yeah. and just a little side note, a little, little side note, this might take us down a tangent, but let's not allow it to, but I really do want to say this, like, Man, like I think it's okay for us in the church to care about justice and the environment. Absolutely. And and I think we ought to, but obviously through the kingdom of God, biblical peace, yes. not always through the political lens. And so for us just to kind of ignore it because of the politics mm -hmm. that can be convoluted on it is for us to actually ignore the heart of God. So I want to encourage us to do that, even when certain church movements push hard against social justice or yeah. green stuff. And like, well, you need to find out why they're saying that instead of just then taking that carte blanche and just throwing across mm -hmm. the whole spectrum. Yep. Like, no, that's not it. So th that was yeah. a little caveat. No, um, it's, I was going there anyway. I was just doing it between the lines and you picked it up. Like, absolutely. We must care about, but we did, I didn't go to the justice one yet. That was going to be the second thing. Cause I think we should talk about that more. Yes. Caring for the environment, caring for the world, caring for what God has made, caring for people would be the next one and things that are yeah. wrong. And things that aren't yeah. aren't according to new creation, injustice. Um, yesterday in our staff prayer time, um, Joe brought up Isaiah fifty eight. Is this not the kind of fast I have chosen? I don't want you mm -hmm. to do this religious effort. I want you to care for the poor. I want you to right wrongs. And so I would say you're here to do this. Now we we flip out. You mentioned it. We get triggered. We think that's political. That's blah, blah. what, you know, that goes down. That's a slippery slope. Like whatever, all the different little cliche things that people say. 
it still doesn't take away the fact that it is all over the Bible, all over the Bible, yeah. that we care for the immigrants, we care for the poor, we love our enemies. You know, I was just saying this to somebody yesterday. I can love the country that I was born in and not say it's the greatest country in the world. That's not something that scripture says. <laughs> and I am right. a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. I can still honor, I can still be thankful for my grandparents and those who've gone before me, who've served in the military and those kinds of things. But I need to care about every country. I need to care about every injustice. Um, and when I see things, it doesn't matter how far back it happened. When I still see yeah. remnants of things that are wrong, like racism and slavery, like the fact that we still have Native Americans living in these places that we pushed them to live because we wanted this land, um, and then connect that to a thing called Manifest Destiny, which is also, by the way, connected to religious people who said, well, God must be doing this for us because we're here and we can do it. So, oh man, we have to care about this stuff. And if we're triggering you, it's probably good. <laughs> it's probably yeah. good. We need to be, I needed to be kind of um, shake, shook, shaked, shooken, shaken, <laughs> shaken, shaked. Shake shake it and up. Yeah. I needed God Stir to shake it, me. Shake there we go. That's I needed God to yeah. shake me in these things because I was stuck and it wasn't based on scripture. It, it was really based on fear and political stuff. And yeah, man, yeah. we are here because God wants us to represent him to start undoing and righting these wrongs. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. The, uh, what is, is it? Micah six, eight. Yes. What, what does God, God require des of you? Desire of you to Do act justly, justly, walk, love mercy, walk humbly, and yep, yep walk well, humbly with your God. Well, like I, I think that's where the, the church has but to do uh, justly and to love mercy. You know yeah, no, I don't. I don't. I've never heard that song. No, sing. I'm a. Come on, I, I became a Christian much later in life. <laughs> um, but like that's where I go. I think what it needs, what has to happen is you, you have to answer that question. What, what does that look like? Right? So when I you oftentimes encountered the slippery slope argument, I, I just, I just go, what actually has put you on that? Honestly, what would actually put someone on the slippery slope? Hmm. Is it really the politics? Right. Or is it the fact that you're not simply about Jesus and you're you don't not know him. walking yeah. as a follower and a disciple and you're putting something else as your primary filter instead of the gospel? Like yeah. then yes, you're you're on a slippery slope, like regardless. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's where I'm just like, instead of like fighting the like this is just taking polit political fighting within the context of Christianity, but no one's really answering the question. Like, how do we do justly? Like, what yeah. does that look like? How do we love mercy? You know, arguing about justice or arguing about do we take care of the environment is not really loving mercy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, so uh, that's important stuff. That is part of our duty here as ambassadors. Like, yeah. We're, we're to stir those pieces up and, 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 and I know like right now there's probably like people who hung 
their hats on that and just took cues and language and just went, now we're going down yeah. this way. And it's like, no, our appeal to you is like, like I guarantee like, you know, listeners like Chad and I, we don't probably agree eye to eye and everything. And that's we totally don't. fine. Yeah. But it's just like, what we need to do is go, how do we follow Jesus with mm-hmm. this topic? How do yeah. we do that with this instead of just throwing the baby out in the bathwater? Like, yeah. so I love like second Corinthians five is probably mm-hmm. like my go-to passage when it comes to what now, you know, right. it's, it's that, that feeling. Um, is it cool if I just read it for a bit? Cause it's kind of, it's a little lengthy. So go to second Corinthians five. If you're listening, we know that if our earthly tent, we live in, our body is destroyed. We have a building from God an eternal dwelling in the heavens, not made with hands. Indeed, we groan in this tent. Amen. Every morning mm-hmm. I get up groaning because my ankles hurt, <laughs> <laughs> but also like emotionally, right? It's like, ugh, like any, anyway, you, you know, I'm going desiring yeah. to put on our heavenly dwelling since when we have taken it off, we will not be found naked. I love that. Like just known. Indeed, we groan while we're in this tent burdened as we are because we do not want to be unclothed but clothed so that mortality may be swallowed up by life now the one who prepared us for this very purpose is god who gave us the spirit as a down payment great question what for so we are always confident to know that while we are at home in the body we are away from the lord we walk by faith not by sight in fact we are confident and would prefer to be very much away from the body and home of the lord Yes. Therefore, whether we are home or away, we make it our aim to be pleasing to him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one be repaid. Okay. A lot of, a lot of stuff there. Repaid yeah. for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. Therefore, this is, this is where I love. This is the so what. Therefore, since we know the fear of the Lord, we try to persuade people. What we are is plain to God, and I hope it's plain to your conscience. We are not committing ourselves again, but we're giving you an opportunity. Um, verse 13, if we are out of our mind, it's for God. And if we are in the right mind, it's for you. The love of Christ compels us. Yeah. Since we reached this conclusion, one died for all, then all died, and he died for all. So from now on, we do not consider or see others from a worldly perspective. You know, And then he goes, if anyone's in Christ... He's a new creation. The old is past, new has come. And all of a sudden it goes on to this. Therefore, we are in his ambassadors for Christ. Since God is making his appeal through us, hmm. we plead on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Yeah. I'm like, that's that's that to me is going, that's the so what. That's a great one. You're right, to camp in and to think through because it it carries with it both the Longing and the desire to be with the Lord, yeah. but it also carries this, but I am going to, I got to compel people. I have to compel people and, and like do my job. I think that's what I hear a little bit of. Do your job. You're an ambassador is for that. Jesus. Do your job. Yeah. I mean, you got to stand before the, the judgment seat of Christ and you're going to be repaid for, mm-hmm. for what you did, good or evil, you know, and it's just like, since we know the fear of the Lord. Right. Since yeah. since we're we're aware of that, we're gonna we're gonna please him here or there, and and we're gonna like the love of Christ compels me. I'm a mm-hmm. new creation. Man, be reconciled to God. Yeah. You have no idea his heart for you, his joy for you. And and that appeal 
isn't just always by word, even though that's very much part of it, the evangelism part to share the word. But man, I think the appeal is also living as kingdom citizens Mm -hmm. here, right? Like I think there's a real important aspect to the holistic way of living in the now and not yet. Yeah. I like the image of, um, we talked about this recently with, you know, when you have political stuff happen, that's connected to, um, like trauma or disasters or awful things, um, like what's happening around the world, Israel and Gaza and Palestine and Ukraine and Sudan and different things like there's, it's so easy to just try to find the side, the political side to stand on. And part of what I think our job is, is to be the spiritual red cross, um, that goes in and says, Hey, we're here representing another kingdom and we can help both. We can help both sides. It doesn't mean we don't have opinions, but I think that part of like, ultimately it's this, no matter what you step into, no matter what season, um, whether it's a temporal governmental election in the United States, or it's a war in another country, and whether it's connected to prophetic end time stuff, we don't know. But we still have the same job of commending the kingdom of God to people on a daily basis and, and living as if it's a reality now, because it is. I think that's kind of what we've been saying. Yep. And and we got two great old Testament examples that really should be informative. Daniel in Babylon, you know, he, he lived in a way that served the the leaders yeah um he was educated in magic you know mm-hmm. you want to go with that and he was top of his class magi uh you know and so like you just see that and then it's that in jeremiah the hey um seek the welfare of the city hmm. that you're in yeah. you know for in its yeah. welfare you'll find yours it's like plant gardens have you, kids yeah. be there yeah. be all there but also be a part of the other kingdom yeah yeah you know, and so I think there is that mustard seed concept of mm-hmm. what does that look like in the here and now. And, um, but the, we're not meant to be new creations just sitting here in a church bomb shelter waiting for Jesus to come back. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, we don't to circle the wagons and keep everybody else out. We're trying to get as many as you can, get as, save yeah. as many as you can, knowing he's doing the saving, but we're telling them. Yeah, because I want a lot more of you around the table at Terry Black's in heaven. That's, That's right. what I'm saying. That's what I want. <laughs> That's right. Awesome. Well, hey, um, everybody, thank you so much for joining us again. This has been Unfinished People, episode 12. Uh, this is the so what of eternity. What are we supposed to be doing? Um, shoot us some questions, peopleunfinished at gmail.com or comment on uh, Facebook or Instagram, uh, anywhere. And we would love to answer those or go a little deeper. Um, I think it'd probably be a good idea to do a Q&A at some point That'd be so on fun. any of the things that we've talked about over the last 12 episodes. If you guys shoot them to us, we will do our best to answer them. Uh, otherwise, we've got some things. He will. Uh, no, no. We, he will. No. We've got some stuff uh, in, in the in the oven ready to uh, start talking about. But thanks again for joining us. Uh, we'll see you next time.